Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone. Chris and Melissa Smith here. Welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, we are stoked to have you here. Today's episode is going to be similar to the last episode, but in reverse this time. Melissa's going to steal the show and take the stage, and we're going to get to hear about her journey. And here's what I can promise you. If you are in a place in your life right now where you're having this thought of like, what's my thing? Like, what's, what's my passion? Or what's the, what's the next thing for me? Or you know, what's going to light my soul on fire? This podcast could absolutely change your life and help you discover that. And what Melissa and I talk a lot about is that in my business, just as happened that like, 80 to 90% of my clients over the years have been women and they're women who are entrepreneurs and oftentimes wives and mothers. And that can be a really tricky thing to navigate, right? Like in this, on top of this responsibility of being a wife and a mother, it's like, well, there's this thing also though that I want to do. And is that okay? And so just Melissa's journey of navigating all of the, the, the self-doubt and the fear and the guilt. And like, it's been really amazing to watch and like really inspiring to see her face her fears and step way outside of her comfort zone and confront the guilt and the shame and like still realize that there's an and like, it doesn't have to be either, or it doesn't have to be like, either I can be a really great mom or I can, you know, have a career or a business. It's like, no, I can have an and I can do both. And I think you'll see that in her, her journey. And I, yeah, I've been able to witness just how powerful a leader she is and those who are close to her realize how powerful of a leader and she is and how influential, but now the rest of the world gets to see a little bit more of that. So Melissa. Thank you for that rousing <laughs> introduction. So I, I, maybe you've heard me say, probably have, and I say it a lot when I speak that Melissa is my hero for a lot of reasons. Um, and you'll know more why after listening to this episode today. You really set me up here to be really magnificent. Thank you. So I just wanted to I guess give a little context, first of all, that to Chris's point, I feel like I talked to a lot of women who, just as Chris said, at some point realize that maybe their kids are getting a little little bit older and their lifestyle is starting to change. And it's kind of a tricky thing to navigate. I feel like there's a lot of questions and there's a a lot of maybe doubt and a lot of wondering. And it's just, yeah, hard to navigate sometimes. So I just wanted to share my journey of how I've been navigating that and continue to navigate that. And also point out that my context today will be obviously my own. And that has looked for me like being a stay at home mom for a large portion of the last decade plus. So not to say that that is the way to do it, but that is how Chris and I have chosen to do it the last you know, like I said, the last 13 years, Tate's 13, for the most part, I have been a stay-at-home mom. So I'm going to be speaking from that context. 
so yeah, my journey, I guess, has looked like I went to school to be a nurse. I started nursing school just a couple weeks after Chris and I got married and then graduated from nursing school and worked in a pediatric um, emergency department and then had Tate. And then I consistently worked a few shifts every week or sorry, every month, maybe like three or four shifts a month up until the time that Trip was born and Trip's five. And then when Indy was born, I think I only worked a couple times after she was born because after having her, I realized that it just didn't, it wasn't making sense for our family anymore financially or logistically for me to, to work because at that time I had a newborn. Trip was less than two. Tate was homeschooling. And for me to pay a babysitter to like to manage everything I was managing while I was at work was expensive. And to ask Chris to like pull out of his business that like during that time just wasn't making sense anymore either because he was running a successful company. And if I'm asking him to step back from his business for an entire day, just financially didn't make sense so that I could go work for this hourly nursing job. So I stopped working at that time. Um, but then it just so happened that the timing of that also was that my license was coming up for renewal. And in Arizona, you have to have a certain amount of hours in order to renew your license. And like in other states, you can do continuing continuing education and you don't even actually have to work any hours. You can still renew your license. But in Arizona, it's not that way. So I was going to have to either work a lot to get the hours that I needed or let my license go. So I think during that time, we talked so much all the time about what was the biggest decision of my life in that moment, which was, do I do the hours or do I let my nursing license go? And it was something I had worked so hard for. There had been times in our marriage where my nursing income had been the difference between us making ends meet and not. And to feel to feel like I was going to let my nursing license go would be like kind of like throwing that away was really a difficult decision for me. Ultimately, I did decide to let my nursing license go because I realized the things that I loved about nursing didn't have to be, didn't have to be nursing. It wasn't necessarily specific to being a nurse, except for starting IVs. (laughs) I do, (laughs) I do miss starting IVs. (laughs) You can't really do that anywhere else. So (laughs) I miss that sometimes, but the other things that I loved about nursing, which were like the patient education and the relationships. And I really did love working with kids. That's what I did the majority of my nursing career. I did. I did enjoy that, but I realized I could do that in other ways. It didn't have to be, it didn't have to be nursing. So for the next little bit, I did some like some other random things like me and my sister, we sold cute things at boutiques together. That was super fun. And then just focused on homeschooling and Trip and Indy were really little still then. So just raising, raising five kids was, took a lot of my time. Um, but then last year, Indy turned three and I realized, okay, I have space for a little bit more. Like what, what is that next thing for me going to look like? And yeah, I just didn't know. I knew I wanted, wanted something, but I just didn't, didn't know what it was, what it was going to be. 
And I did, so I just kind of started pursuing, I guess, things that I loved. And one of those things was houses. I've always loved houses. So I went to a real estate school and took my tests, interviewed at some brokerages, and then decided not to get my real estate license <laughs> because I learned in real estate school that when you have your license, you have a lot more rules you have to follow. And I knew that I wanted to, if I did do real estate, I just wanted to do my own, my own deals. And I didn't want to have to like call on a property and say, Hey, I'm a realtor, which you have to do if you have a real estate license and you can't just knock on doors and you can't just call people up, you have a little more regulation. So that's why I ultimately decided not to get my license for real estate. But shortly thereafter, Chris knew I was still like passionate about it though. He connected me with a friend on Facebook who was a real estate investor and she kind of, I hired her as my real estate coach or mentor. And she is so cool. She lives in upstate New York and she kind of taught me how to, how her method of investing in real estate is. And she's older, she's in her sixties and she's had a, a long career of investing in real estate. So I've kind of been learning from her just the past year and a half or so about, about real estate. And I really do love real estate. <laughs> I think it's like, so I think it's so fun. Like I could go on Zillow or Redfin and look at houses all day long and think about, well, we could do this or that or this or that. And as of, as of right now, I actually just have two properties. So I'm not like a big, <laughs> a big time real estate investor by any means. But one thing that was really important to me with real estate investing is I, because I let my nursing license go, I knew that I wanted to replicate what would have been my nursing license income um, in a real estate investment, because I knew that if something ever happened to Chris, that I wanted to have a way to provide for myself. And that always was nursing, but then when it wasn't, it was super important to me to, to have that. So I found this really cool property that this all just happened this year. So it's all new and fresh and super exciting for me. So I did find this, one of the things my mentor taught me is about how to find properties. And what she told me is for her, she hardly ever finds properties that have been listed for sale. It's always, you're finding properties that are not, they're not for sale. And this one particular property that is my favorite of the two, um, it was this old house that I drove by and saw it was kind of run down. So I found out who the owner was and called them and ended up buying it. And that investment property replaced what would be like a full-time nursing job would be. And I just feel so, so good about that. And I guess it just gives me a little validation, maybe is the word, like stepping away from the, my nursing thing and feeling like, oh my gosh, what have I done? So being able to create that same income for myself in a different way and with way more freedom of time. And I don't know, I even, I just feel even more secure about that investment. So I, yeah. And then simultaneously to this, I have had, I had this experience again, it was all last fall where I was kind of trying to decide what I was kind of, I was pursuing real estate. But then also I listened to this podcast at the same time and I always get emotional about this. So I was listening to this podcast and 
we'll link, I'll link the podcast. It's really good. Um, in the podcast, our, it's our friend Spence that was the guest on this podcast. So he was talking about his, his journey and he talked about how the question that you need to be asking is instead of like, instead of asking God, like, Hey, can you bless this? I want to do that. He's like, no, the question you should be asking is God, how can I build your kingdom? Like, what is it that you want me to do? And when I heard that podcast, something in it had me just stop and be like, wow, I need to do that. Like, that's the question I'm not asking right now. So I started asking, like, as I was praying, I was, I was started asking it in a different way, asking that question, like, what do you want me to do, God? What's my next thing? And one day it was like so clear to me that. So the question I was asking was, how can I build your kingdom, God? And the answer was, I want you to build my kingdom by building families. And it wasn't, it was kind of out of the blue, not like a hundred percent because Chris and I had been having conversations this whole time about family brand. We'd even done a little family brand workshop with some clients of Chris's and that had been cool. Um, kind of exploring that idea, but I felt like family brand had always kind of been Chris's thing that he was really excited about. And I was kind of just along for the ride, but ever since that, I can't really say that anymore. <laughs> I can't be like, Oh, this is his thing. Even though I have tried to do that a little bit and Chris calls me, sometimes he calls me Jonah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you received a clear, what you believe is a clear answer of what you're supposed to do with your life. And it's been s such a confronting thing for me, like to think about this is the thing that I don't feel qualified to do. I don't feel ready to do. I haven't even successfully raised a human to adulthood yet. <laughs> <laughs> like what business do I have building families? But like, those are always my initial thoughts. But then I have to go back to that moment and be like, okay, but that doesn't really matter because I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I can't, run away from it because I know that. So we're doing it. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> and I really am loving it. I think any of my um, reservations are just like my own self doubts and my own like inadequacies and my own whatever else fill in the blank because yeah, I just feel like this, this type of entrepreneurship and this type of work really has a lot allowed me to, do new things that I have not done in a very, very long time, which I love. Like I hate initially, but the more that I do them, the more that I like stretch and reach outside of what I feel is comfortable, the more I feel like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> it's good. Like I didn't, I didn't die when I got on that Facebook live or, you know, whatever it was. So that brings us to today. And so I guess in all of it there, I kind of tried to 
consolidate, like what are three, what are three like big lessons that I would, that I would leave with you in the whole, the whole journey. And the first one would be to trust yourself and your decisions and your instincts, even though they might not make sense to other people, like me letting my nursing license go or me going to real estate school and taking all my tests and doing all that stuff just to not get my license. That didn't really make sense either. <laughs> and then the second one would be to create an and. I know Chris mentioned this kind of at the beginning, and this is something I wish that he and I would have done better earlier. So create an and would be like that you can do the mom thing and you can have something else. I think for me, it was either or for a long time and it created a lot of, I think, resentment, I feel like between Chris and I, because I saw him in my mind, like successfully creating an end in a lot of ways. Like he had a career, not that I even wanted a career, but he at that time, but he had a career and then, you know, say if he would want to go do something in the evenings, I would be like, but what about me? Like, (laughs) I just felt like it created a lot of resentment, me not being able to verbalize, hey, I would also like to pursue something or do something else. Yeah, I think it's really in hindsight, and it's never too late, but I think it'd be really powerful for spouses and, you know, husbands and wives, partners to, yeah, to talk about like, what is, yeah, what is it you feel really like called to and how can I support you in it? And and vice versa. Cause, cause you heard in my episode that I did, I would have never started the camp perfect without Melissa's challenging me and supporting me. And I would, I'd like to think that I've been able to help challenge and support her. <laughs> Not always in ways that she probably wants she does not enjoy being coached by me, which <laughs> valuable lesson I've learned just to be her husband. Don't, don't try to coach her. Um, and the whole Jonah thing, I always do it jokingly. Oh yeah. If it, if it came off, as not a joke. It was, I always would be it like, was a complete joke. I'd always be like the whale's coming for you. It's going to swallow you up. Because I wouldn't, I would just pretend like family bread didn't exist for weeks to months at a time. <laughs> and so <laughs> Chris would gently remind me, but I think that's what, a good marriage and a good partnership is about. It's not, sometimes you have to have a hard conversation and maybe a little bit of a call out like, Hey, I think you could do more. Like you could, you're meant for more than what you're doing right now. And for me, it was super helpful to have you following up with me like that. Because if I were left to my own self, it would have been way easier to be like, pretend it never happened. (laughs) (laughs) That was just a dream. Okay, so the third thing that I would take out of this that I want to leave with you is to always be dreaming and creating and building something for yourself. Meaning, for me, I feel like I was in my stay-at-home mom mode for a lot of time in my 13, my 13 years of being a mom. And it's really easy to, to stop doing that, I think. And I think humans are meant to be always be creating, whether that's you're creating something like in your home, or maybe that is something in your career, something you're pursuing, or maybe it's 
just something that you're passionate about that you love and you love spending time doing. I think it's so important to feel like you have that and you have that drive and that passion. And if you don't, if you don't know what that is and you don't have, and you don't have that, I may I suggest that maybe you meditate about it. Maybe you pray about it. If you pray in the way, like I described for me, that was instrumental to me getting to my end result was doing that. Um, and yeah, I just know that, yeah, every little it's so, I think it's so easy in my life right now. It's so easy to just get busy with little day-to-day, day-to-day things and never look up. But I think it's so important to always be dreaming and creating and looking toward the future and what you're, what you're wanting. It's amazing, Melissa. I love hearing your story. Your journey. There are a few things that, if, if it's okay, I want to ask you some questions about. Yeah, totally. So when you, because I remember that time when you were starting to realize, like, I don't, I don't think I love nursing. Mm-hmm. Which I think it, that in and of itself was like kind of a shock to you. Like kind of that that alone was scary. Much less like giving up your license. Just the realization of like, I don't know if I love this. Like, and then really scary to like let your license go. But I think what's even more interesting to me, like, and I have even more respect for you. You didn't have plan B figured out when you let your nursing license go. And I think a lot of times from personal experience and just seeing a lot of people will hang on to something, even though we know it doesn't align with us, we don't love it until that other thing is there. And sometimes that's okay. And sometimes it's okay to like jump and build the parachute on the way down. Mm-hmm. So that, that in of itself is something that's kind of interesting, but also like from the time you let nursing license go till you started getting really clear on kind of what you thought you wanted to do. It was a while. How, like, how long was that? Probably a couple of years. Yeah. So the, the, I think there's a really powerful lesson in that, that sometimes I think we just don't, like you said, we don't look up. It may not come right at once, mm-hmm. but the very first thing to do is to, yeah, start thinking like, what is it that I want to do? And so you totally demonstrated that. Like you, you, you gave up this thing without knowing what option B was going to be and the next thing. And I love how you said like, yeah, you're going to have to do things that don't make sense. And not just that you know that don't make sense, but you had a lot of people, I remember telling you, you cannot let your nursing license go. Like, are you crazy? Right? Like, And I feel like I always wanted to ask. I was always asking people, trying to seek some validation (laughs) anywhere I could for this decision. But But you already knew. But I already knew. And I wasn't going to find validation. for. No one was going to be like, yes, you should let your nursing (laughs) license go. But yeah, I keep asking and searching outside of what I felt was right for me. That's one of the things I love that you talk about a lot is intuition mm-hmm. from our first podcast episode, episode around like you've had this intuition around us and we were struggling in our marriage. And, and that's something that I think we really do always know. We, we don't trust ourselves enough to not think we know, like you didn't really need to go talk to anyone. You already knew, but it feels good to get validation mm-hmm. from other people. I would say the last thing I was curious about is like, did you have any guilt? As a mom, like, was there ever a time where you're like, is it even okay that I have a thing outside of being a mom? Or it's like, am I, am I a bad mom? Cause like being a mom isn't enough. Or like, did you have any of that? Yeah. I think, I think I felt it more when I was working as a nurse, honestly, because it was more just apparent because I think the way we've created it with family brand and with my real estate investing, I can kind of bring the kids along or like make arrangements for them a little bit easier, but working as a nurse, you know, having to 
take them to the babysitter. Like Tate and Tanner went to the babysitter every week for a while. I think that was always, you know, I always felt guilty about that. Um, and just wondered like, is that, is this the best, is this the right decision? And, and I think parenthood is full of, full of guilt and, you know, you can always see like, oh, I should have done this better. I should have done this more. It's, I think it's never, it's never ending because I think our minds are always, always moving and always thinking about how it could be different or better. And as we, Chris and I talked to about entrepreneurship, how when, so now it's all at the, at the house, like it's all kind of mushed together and it's so easy to be thinking, oh, I should be playing with the kids right now when you're working. And then when you're playing with the kids, you're like, Oh, I should be sending that email to that client or whatever it is. It's just all, it's all, it is tricky, tricky to navigate. And I don't think it's ever a perfect balance, but always remembering that it's an and. Yeah. That's what I was actually going to say. What would you say to the mom or to the, or to anyone for that matter? The parent who I think they feel really called to is nursing or they have a job that's like, it's not optional. Like they've got to provide for their family, but they don't want to feel guilty. Right. They want to be able to, would that be your advice just to, to see the end? Yeah. I, I think it totally would be that it's possible to, to create the end. And, and that will, I think creating the end and looking at it that way, that it's not either or opens up way more possibility. And I also think there's something really powerful about children who see a mom that goes to work every day or multiple times a week or a mom who pursues like her degree later in life or a mom or children who see their mom, like go start a business. Like it's just, I think it's really, it can be really powerful. Last question. What, what had you like, like the Jonah joke, like what, what had you hide from? You had this calling, like you had this really powerful experience where you knew you felt called to it. Like what had you hide from it for a while? I think just everything that I kind of talked about earlier, it will, it's uncomfortable. Like it feels uncomfortable. It feels very like there's no clear path, I guess, for me. And doesn't come all of the, like, for example, real estate, I feel like comes much more naturally for me. Like I can see the house and be, and just think, Oh, I could do this and I could do that. And what if we did this? And that's one of my big challenges with family brand is it's not as clear to me. It doesn't come as naturally for me. It's just more confronting. (laughs) Like I said, in every way confronting. And so it's sometimes it's just easier to not. And I think it's the fear of failure. Maybe, you know, what if I pour my heart into this and what if this is just, (laughs) this is just how, I would think about it. Like, what if, what if I pour myself into this and then I do this Instagram post and someone unfollows me. And then it's like, I rehash like the whole thing. Like, what did I say? Should I have said something different? Like, and then sometimes it just becomes easier just to like walk away. Yeah. Not put yourself out there to the people that might not like you or the people that might disagree with you. Just easier sometimes to just stay, stay quiet. (laughs) So what would you say to the person that is feeling called to something or like feeling like, I know I'm interested in this, but they're facing the confronting side of it. Like, what would you say to them? Well, that's obviously something that I'm still navigating. Um, but I feel like every time I do it, I feel like, okay, 
think I can do this. And every time I hear from someone that like we, we just put together this new year's little activity and I heard from several people what a profound difference it made for their family and how it changed how their year is going to go. And, you know, all those little nuggets, I think have me feel empowered that, okay, you, even if it's not, even if it never becomes anything more than what it is now, like you're touching people, you're building families, you're making an impact. And I think that too has me feel like, okay, I can keep going. I can keep doing this. It's awesome. And you're doing amazing. Like it's amazing to watch and it's inspiring. And I love that you've created like these two investment properties in real estate. And I love obviously doing family brand with you and doing the podcast. And, and yeah, I, I guess I would just echo what Melissa says, like, for those of you who are listening, you really can like take those three, those three tips, which I thought were awesome. It was like three steps that Melissa shared at the end and, uh, and follow those to like, start pursuing that thing that you really like want to go do. And it may not make sense to people, but if it makes sense to you and like trust your intuition, happy new year. Happy new year. See, See you guys next week. Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.